is such a cool theme, isn't it? Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of your show. That's right. It's the Kickout Crew. And uh, it appears that we are on episode 64. My, how the good times uh, go. Or as some would say, <laughs> Le Bon Ton Roule, right? But, uh, you know, I just want to thank everybody for uh, listening to episode 63 and uh, watching it and uh, love the feedback. I hope that you heard enough of me and maybe uh, it cut off a little bit of too much of me. Uh, so I greatly appreciate that. And hey, if you like what we're doing, why don't you buy a t-shirt at Angry Lemonade and uh, just search Angry Lemonade and you'll find it and you can go to the Kickout Crew, you know, your show. So you might as well be wearing your shirt, right? And uh, I want to, man, what a great episode last week. I thought it was one of our funniest. I really did. I'm a... Uh, very proud of, uh, you know, not being able to talk. <laughs> so, but hey, speak of that, seems like I've talked enough. So, uh, I guess, uh, should we cover the fact that one of us is missing? Should we go ahead and get that out of the way? Why not? Well, <laughs> it appears Ooh. our boy, uh, Adam underscore from underscore Bama, you know, uh, walk a walk a walk of that, but he isn't here right now. And you want to know why? Well, last week's episode, he talked about, uh, you know, talking about being a referee for New South and all that. And guess what? Tonight, he is. So we want to give a shout out to our boy, Adam. Uh, we know you're going to do good. I uh, hope everything's going great there. And uh, it kind of goes with, you know, just people uh, talking about weekend, like really spreading the wings of everybody and uh, stuff really going good. So I'm happy for him. Uh, you know, hope everything works out for him. But once again, like, follow, subscribe, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. I've said too much, so let's get this fucking party started. Brad, what you got for us? I'm irritated. I'm going to tell you why. And it's not oh. your tradition. This is not your traditional rant and stant and having a good time. So, uh, as everybody knows, that we listened to last week's episode. And if you haven't, we please uh, recommend you go back and listen. We talked a lot about our trip to Top Guy Weekend. Uh, so, I'm going to get into this a little bit because I got a really nasty DM on Twitter. Uh, that said, how does it feel to have to pay for your friends? So this goes back not just to ad-free shows. I was also part of a fraternity, and I've been hearing this probably since I was 18 years old. And so I'm not. Let's let's get it out of the way. I'm not going to get into the money part of it per se of how much things are. But ad-free shows, yes, is subscription based. We pay to hear from our heroes, like guys like Jake the Snake Roberts, Eric Bischoff, uh, Tony Schiavone, uh, regular Zooms. Uh, this stuff comes at a cost, and because we're wrestling fans, we enjoy it. So, yes, we do pay a subscription for ad-free shows, and, yes, Top Guy Weekend is part of that. What you cannot put a price on is just because I pay for a subscription for wrestling content and to be a part of something doesn't mean that that is your friendships. Friendships come and are developed uh, aside uh, that because of this. Not No one is making – listen, we, we joke a lot around, we bust balls, but – we're going to get real for a minute. No one's making James, Mike, and Devin hang out with me. No one no one is making us do, we're not like we're not making us do this show. We do it because we want to. We enjoy each other's company and we like spending time together. And because of this platform, we're able to do that. Yes, we pay a subscription to enjoy the content on ad-free shows, but the friendships are real. There are five or six podcasts that have come from ad-free shows. They're not doing this because they're paying a subscription. They're doing this because they are enjoying what they're doing and they're enjoying each other's company. Uh, 
I just wanted to say that I thought it was stuff like this usually doesn't get to me. Listen, none of us are. We, we know this is no cool factor here. OK. And guess what? We don't care. Or this is what we like. This is what we do. We're wrestling fans. This is what we like. Um, there are not that many in the world, but there are. But they're not. This is fake. You're not walking down the street. And there's a million wrestling fans coming up to you and, and saying things to you. It's not. We found like minded people and we're really happy about it. We found real friendships. That's what this is. It's not paying for your friends. And neither was my fraternity. Do you have something, James? I have a uh, I have a lot on that actually. That's uh, kind of comical, and I uh, hope whoever said that is a listener of your show. But uh, number one, the people that you said that like all the podcasts and stuff like that, I like those guys. A lot of them, you know. Like I, I don't know who we may be leaving out or whatever, but I like a lot of them, and I consider them friends. And uh, I don't like you said we pay for the bonus content, the zooms with. You know, these uh, famous, you know, whatever people, the wrestlers, like shit like that. That's what I pay for. I uh, I agree with you. I don't pay for friends. I hate friends. <laughs> you know, and uh, I have. I have some damn good ones thanks to Ad Free Shows. And I'm really glad this is on this episode because I think moving forward, this is going to be real awesome to uh, talk about. But, yeah, so the paying for friends, I don't need to pay a motherfucker to be my friend. Like, I have friends. I have a lot of friends. You know why? Because I'm a pretty decent person. You know, I'm a smart ass. I get that. I'm a good motherfucker. And everyone here, they're good motherfuckers. And those friends we pay for, they're good fucking people too. So yeah, I don't pay nobody to be my fucking friend. You got me fucked in the face. And number one, I live paycheck to paycheck. So I don't have money to be paying for friends. That's kind of a weird thing to say. I have made a lot of friends. Is there a, should me and Brad, like he's a Philly fan. Like, would I pay to be a Philly fan friend? Like, that is the dumbest shit I've heard. So, uh, yeah, that that free shows means a lot to me, and it's not because I pay for friends. I pay for the bonus shit. I made family through it. So uh, I'm a married man with three children, (laughs) and I have friends at home, but I am really glad that I'm part of this community and made some new – well, they're not new anymore. I made new great friends, great friends with all of you. Um, uh, And that was all I I just wanted to say that. that We traveled everywhere and seen each other, too. You think I would pay money <laughs> to be friends with these people? Pay a plane ticket, pay a hotel. Right. Yeah, that's not free either. That's a ludicrous ass <laughs> thing to say. Like, it's incompetent, actually. It's a pretty incompetent thing to say. Whoever said it, my DMs are open. It's at James LaCora. You can see it at the bottom of my screen. Holla. <laughs> uh, a couple of shout outs. I didn't, I'm going to drop that right now. A couple of shout outs I didn't give last week. I, I, we did not talk about Lindsay. Mm-hmm. Lindsay sang the Star Spangled or Smash Spangled Banner before uh, the top guy uh, tussled. Yep. And was uh, tremendous. Uh, she's got the attention of everybody. She's got the attention of Eric Bischoff. And uh, really happy for her. Uh, just um, really, uh, we all like, wow, where did this come from? So excellent job there. And shout out to Bober. Just like you, man. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good dude, man. Good guy. Uh, didn't talk about him on last week's show, but he is a good guy. and was a big part of the weekend. And he, he really has a lot of fun, too. And he's not a part of ad-free shows. He just he hitches a ride. But, uh, hey, glad to have met you, man. So, well, hey, and – uh... Bischoff's uh, officiating Lindsay's wedding. So yeah, go figure. <laughs> I mean, fucking, how cool is that? You know, pretty cool, pretty cool. Yeah, and that and that and guess what? She ain't paying for that. So, <laughs> boom. And and that just goes to show the character of Eric as well. That uh, he has found a community as well. Eric Bischoff, the freaking inv- the the creator of the NWO. Anyway, um, back to you, James. I like that, Brad. That uh, yeah, good topic, man. Uh. 
Well, I guess we should keep this money train of flowing. We're fucking swimming in it like goddamn Scrooge McDuck. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and kick it on over to uh, Mike. So Mike, uh, shout out to StreamYard. Shout out to your internet, bro. What you got going on uh, this week? This time it's not my internet. It's my damn computer. (laughs) But uh, So I got two quick things. I'll tell you one thing. So we just did our Walmart and just got a whole remodel. And now we have like 150 damn self-serving checkout lines i hate these fucking things you go there you ring it up you put it in the bag and it says it's not rung up or you ring it up put it in there and it says please take it out of the baggage area and it goes on and on and on i was sitting here fighting for this thing for 20 minutes and they're a little busy and i was waiting on the lady she was talking to somebody else so i sat there and waited waited and waited you kind of hear their conversation and this lady's talking about her dog to another customer who's having a plain old normal conversation. I said, excuse me, can I get help? She said, yeah, I'll be there with you in a minute. And she's talking about her dog and talking about life and this and that. I'm like, look, you can talk to your cousin later. I need help now. And she's done going and going. So I said, fuck it. And I just turned around and walked away and walked out the source. You can't leave all that stuff sitting there. You can't. I said, I didn't pay for it. I'm not fucking with it. I'm done. Go on and do it. Maybe now you'll go and give somebody else attention. So that happened to me. Then I went to the gas station. I'm sitting there in line. Some old lady in front of me. And I swear to God, this lady shit her pants. Like, <laughs> <laughs> shit her pants. And she turned. And it was pretty loud. And she turned. And she just looked at me and gave me that shit-eating grin. Like, yep, that was me. <laughs> so I had that. But I was going to do a game with you guys. Um, I found some like stupid criminal things. I was going to tell you that tell you guys about it, and you guys guess which state it's from. I'm on my phone, and I don't want to fuck something up, so I can't really get on it and give you the whole story. But I'm going to give you guys a brief thing of the story. So, in one of them, there was a man that was um, arrested. And charged from he got charged for murder, but he was arrested because him and a couple of his buddies did a dine and dash. And this is how he got caught. He left his phone on the table. Oh. So when he died, and when the cops got there, they picked up his phone and looked at his phone and selfie as his screenshot, like on his screensaver. That's how he got caught. So oh, out of all states, what state do you think that happened in? Uh, shout out to Kevin Nash. That's a Jersey man. <laughs> That's what you think? I think it's a New York thing. Honestly, <laughs> it sounds like some New York college kids uh, got too hammered some night. Said, "Hey, I got an idea." James, Kentucky, gotta be Kentucky. Now, does anybody here live in Kentucky? Not here, yeah, Amy. But I know a couple of listeners that do. <laughs> shout out. No, I'm talking about it's from us. Oh, so it has to be one of our states? Oh, Florida. That's definitely a Florida man, man. Yeah. It's a Georgia guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the ultimate job. Mike did one of his own. Ah. When did did anybody post bail for you, Mike? (laughs) No. I just got Who is charged for murder? I'm here. That's on my phone. A couple years. <laughs> the other one was a guy robbed a Dunkin' Donuts 
using a clear plastic bag as a mask. All right, so that's definitely a Pennsylvania guy. Sounds like a Florida thing to me. Yeah, it was Pennsylvania. It was in yeah. Pennsylvania. <laughs> we got Dunkin' Donuts everywhere here. <laughs> I had a couple more, but like I said, I can't get to my phone or nothing else like that, so fuck it. Bath salts, Florida. Good stuff. That's it. That's all I got today. Thanks. Well, number one, uh, I like your uh, your self checkout day because uh, it's almost like they want you to work at the store. That's what I really hate about the uh, everything self checkout now. Like I don't work here. I want to walk up there, put my shit on the conveyor belt, have y'all check it out, have uh, someone bag it. Like yeah, I don't work here. Self checkout, pay me. <laughs> if I'm self checking out, pay me. You know, number two, uh, you can't leave all that stuff here. Uh, I don't work here. Peace. Damn right. <laughs> you know, it's not my job. Put the shit back. What are you, you, you going to do? do that. <laughs> if people have helped me out to begin with, I'd have been all right. But I got damn tired of it. I rang the damn milk, and now it's telling me I didn't ring my milk up and take it off the damn scanner. I'm not ringing it up again. I work, it. A, I work at the commissary, dude, so I can relate to all these problems. But that's like a customer, like, being like, oh, my card got declined or something. And that's being like, hey, you got to put all that shit back. Like, no, that, that's not how retail works at all. <laughs> you know? And I do it know the scale thing. Like, because uh, we have one that's right by these uh, double doors, the sliding doors. And uh, when the wind comes in, it fucks up the scale. So it'll be like, a, please return the item to the bagging area. And it's like, I haven't scanned nothing. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it pissed scale. me off. So I hate doing it. Now when you got Ford name other checkout people with people on there and nobody works at those four. And if they do, they're backed up to the damn all the way back to damn underwear aisle. So fuck them. Right. Fuck them. Those self scanners suck. I, I can be buying fruits and you put them on the scanner, it'll say how like what's the number code? Oh, you look all around it. Oh, mine doesn't have a sticker. So now you gotta walk all the way back to the fruits and figure out the I'm with you guys. I hate those I use things. the self-scanner, but I have to have a like a certain amount or less. I'm not going to freaking stand there with a freaking buggy buggy yeah. full of uh, groceries or anything like that. We have an express lane. <laughs> Customers try to do that because the regular lanes like you know, are kind of backed up sometimes. So they'll be like, can I come through here? And they'll have like a whole cart full of shit. And we'll be like, no. <laughs> no, you can't. And then I'm they sorry. sometimes ask you to scan it for them in the self-checkout. Uh, that's the one that cracks me up. Wow, nice, nice try, pal. No. <laughs> in college, I used to get the, the Tino's pizzas <laughs> and have two of them together and scan it, put them in. Hey, I'm on a budget, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, fuck but all now that. Now, pizzas are like way over a dollar, and I think that's fucked up. That's a different conversation. <laughs> it's cardboard with tomato sauce and cheese. Like, are you going to charge me over a dollar for that? Those are supposed to be the things that are like 89 cents. People live off those. Myself included for a while. You're going to pay $1.60 at the commissary. That's not the outside stores. Outside stores are more expensive. Pay $1.60 for Totino's? Speaking of I'm expensive not. things, Mike was just talking about Dunkin'. Those those large coffees, like $5 for that. You can buy a That's pack like $3 of cake for a fucking donut. Yeah, oh, exactly. Man. Medium iced coffee with just cream, $3.49 here. We got to stop medium. wasting our money. And I get one wow. every single day. Okay, yeah, every single down. day, I get one. <laughs> calm down, Devin, and enjoy the cold, refreshing taste of natural light. My it's wife started drinking iced tea from there. I'm like, iced tea? We have iced tea at home. Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> I hate coffee, so, like, if we go, like, as a group, like, work people, you know, because we used to have one on base, 
And I'd be like, oh, I'll just take a glazed donut. And they'd be like, uh, like two nineteen. I'm like, whoa, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be, I thought it was like forty nine cents. Yeah, keep your donut, pal. <laughs> For real. Hey, good shit, man. We're off to a great start on this episode. I like it. I'm telling you, I like it. Is that all you had, uh, Mike? That's it. I'm here trying to fuck with this, and yeah, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> so you'll be restarting in no time. <laughs> and uh, speaking of a restart, I kind of think that uh, you know, a lot of things happen at Top Guy Weekend. It feels like a lot of my friends and uh, who I consider family have done it. Well, you know, because I pay for my friends, obviously. Mm. But well, uh, I, you know, I feel like they've, uh, <laughs> I you know, I think feel like we've all kind of had a little restart, and a little jolt to our lives. And uh, two of the guys that were uh, at there and uh, were speakers and all this stuff, definitely surprise guests. Well, you know, one of them for sure. Uh, you know, they've had a revolt or read whatever. They've jolted their lives and restarted a bunch of uh, their stuff. And uh, I feel like we're going to, you know, cover uh, cover those. So, uh, hey, Brad, what's on today's agenda? So uh, today's agenda is uh, we're going back again to Top Guy Weekend and two guys that were there for us, uh, Jeff Jarrett and Lash LaRue. LaRue I can't say it either. Uh, we are going to cover uh, one match each from, from them just to uh, really just – because we like them and we were there and just hey why not <laughs> yeah. lash is awesome uh obviously he's had a great uh resurgence here and well you know lash is awesome great guy uh jeff jarrett's had a phenomenal resurgence uh feels like here lately and uh you know and jeff didn't have to be there um that was he oh, to- yeah he should have been in canada for sure he's got a lot to do he has a lot in his plate but he he um and and Lash too. I mean, they both have stuff to do. Like Lash even said he was a, he's an assistant pastor at his church, and he missed it. And he takes his faith very seriously. And Jeff, I mean, he's on three shows a week, and and has and has many businesses that he is involved in as well. And he takes the time for ad free shows, and we appreciate him big time. Agreed. And he remembers like everybody, you know, like the multiple. That was blood. funny. It's crazy to be like. What are you doing? Because he just like walked by, you know. He's like, "What are you doing here?" And kind of gave me like an elbow show. He's like, "Good to see you again." And I'm like, "Fucking Jeff Jarrett." <laughs> you, well, know, like, you know me. I always reintroduce myself because I don't want to embarrass anybody. And it's just like well, a, you're thing a salesman, with, you know, Brad. Yeah, right. <laughs> and he says, "He goes, yeah, Brad. I know who you are." <laughs> it was funny. Appreciate that though. That's Jeff Jarrett. You know, it's kind of a big deal. Well, you know, we pay. Um, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna do that anymore. Well, well, we pay him to remember. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <For> real. <laughs> I slip him. I slip in the old Benjamin so you remember my name. Oh, Brad. <laughs> you know, uh, but no. And I will say, both of those guys are, uh, you know, religious and Christian and stuff like that. I'm not a religious person myself, but uh, the fact that, like, they it's a it's a platform to do better and to be better, and they both utilize it very well, and they've also helped other people out in that, and uh, you know, so. I really dig that too. Like, so shout out to them. And Road Dog so, as well, that we're not covering today, but Road Dog, same way. Yeah, exactly. Big time. Man, what a fucking, what a time, guys. Huh? Like, <laughs> feel really good, good about this. I'm glad I paid to be with you guys. I really am. <laughs> For real. <laughs> uh, man, I'm glad we, I live paycheck to paycheck. All, to all night, huh? <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling that's going to work its way into the title. <laughs> but uh, what match are we covering? With old uh, Le Bon Roule. Well, let's let the good times roll with match number one. And it is Lash LaRue 
versus Chavo Guerrero. It uh, took place on a WCW Thunder. Which one? Well, it's uh, October 28th, 1999. From the Cox Arena, which has been renamed, but the Cox Arena in San Diego, California. It had an attendance of 5,091. It had a match length of five minutes and 10 seconds. Woo-wee. Right? So, uh, Devin, how do we get there? All right. So, throughout this entire episode of Nitro, Chavo Guerrero is searching through the bags, opening random doors, asking people, hey, where is Goldberg? I need to find Mike's Goldberg. Favorite. I'm looking for Goldberg. He asked one backstage hand, where's Goldberg? And the person says, I have no idea, but honestly, Chavo, why on earth would you be looking for Goldberg? Chavo says, I'm going to give him some TV time. So, throughout the show continues going on, Chavo keeps looking for Goldberg. Throughout the, about an hour in, they show a video package of Lash LaRue last week, or earlier the week, on Nitro facing Mr. Perfect himself, Kurt Henning where he almost had him defeated. And then Kurt Henning purposely smacked the referee. And Tony Schiavone said that this doesn't count as a win for some reason. But in in my (laughs) book, it's it's totally a win by disqualification for Lash. So Lash beat Mr. Perfect. But, and then they just said, here's our next contest. And Lash came out to the ring. I'll tell you what, Devin, that was way more than I expected from you on that. <laughs> uh, I didn't expect anything. I was actually laughing when I said uh, do the build on this one. But uh, anyway, so we have Lash's entrance. Mike, how many Lash pictures do you have? Um, Like the one T. Drew? Yeah. Uh, I have like six or seven of them. Six or seven, huh? Yeah, something like that. Maybe five. James, you got a couple of them? I, do, I like I'm actually like the way he drew. No, just pictures of you, just you just taking the lash, you know, just like well, I mean, I didn't out, know. you know, you frolicking know. in the park, you know. Just, but no, I do have a – well, I have two. Uh, obviously, the caricature. I mean, well, actually, I got way more than two. I got the Scott Hall one. That was really awesome. I got the Undertaker couple ones. Oh, I missed out on that Stone Cold one. But, yeah, that is a – Time limit draw on every show. You should check it out. It, it's awesome. But, yeah, I got a couple of them. He's damn good, too. Yes, he's very good. Uh, so, as part of our subscription-based program, he draws these pictures for us. Um, actually, it's, uh, it's, called <laughs> Lash can, it's called Lash Can Draw. He usually does them once a month. And uh, he tells stories. We ask questions while he's making the picture. It's, he does tries to do it in under an hour. He always cheats. And uh, it usually ends up going longer than an hour, but that's okay. And the pictures are $25. But I'm going to tell you right now, he gives a lot of them away for free. And right there when he was a Top Guy weekend, they were all for free, which is great. And if you can see on the screen, we have, uh, we have James and his dad, Mr. Elkari, Randy. Am I right, Devin? Randy Elkari. <laughs> no lie, that was drawn in what? Uh, five, six minutes tops? Five, I mean, six it minutes. Was, and, uh, it was nuts, and- dude, Like to watch him because he draws my dad first. And I was like, oh, okay. And then he just starts asking me questions like, looks up, looks up, looks up. And it was on paper. It wasn't on his little iPad bullshit. Right, right, right. <laughs> Rips on the paper. He's like, how you guys like it? I'm like, holy fuck, dude. Like, you know, it's not like he had like an outline of us and then you just colored it. Like, no, nah, he fucking went to town. How many markers do you think he went through? 73. He told me afterwards. No so shit. Last year, <laughs> I, 
got me again. <laughs> so we have Lash's promo. James, what did you think of Lash's promo? Oh, uh, well, I like a uh, shout out to the mic feedback when Lash talks. I thought that the mic feedback kind of fucked him, but hey, WCW in 2000, baby. But no, it wasn't bad, uh, you know. It's just, yeah, whatever. So, uh, Devin, uh, what did you think of his look, though? Oh, I love Lash's look. It's unique. Who else do you see with the long, curly red hair? Uh, he's got the long braids because you know he's from New Orleans. Like he... uh, The double L's, it's, it's dope. I love him. He's a cool hey, character. Uh... Brad and Mike, uh, you think he's buffer now than he was then? He looks, I think he I looks think... closer to the same, but this is a long time ago. Exactly. You know, that dude, hey, we may see a last uh, return, man. He's that only dude in his still 50s. In shape and he's fucking yoked. You know, yeah, like he's, he's buff. He's only in his 50s. He definitely can do it. Or is it late 40s? Like, he's not that old. Um, Bookie so he... Conrad, Lash's last match. <laughs> So then we have Shavo's entrance. Now, this question was for Adam, but Devin is going to help us out here. Adam, or Devin, I'm sorry. Tell me a little bit about Chavo Guerrero. Chavito. He's Eddie Guerrero's cousin. Chavo classic son. He's uh, He's been multiple-time cruiserweight champion in both WCW and the WWF. He was the WWE ECW heavyweight champion. Chavo's, uh, he's been around. He's worked with multiple different companies. He was also a manager for Andrade and. AEW. Damn, you were ready for that one. He was also <laughs> part of the first uh, TNA pay-per-view when they were doing the weekly pay-per-views. He was the second man into that. Um, I guess it was some kind of a rumble. I can't remember exactly. but it was. Still- Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Did I say uh, cousin? <laughs> My bad. <laughs> it's Eddie's nephew. Because I was like, there's some kind of uncle-nephew relationship, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so, yeah, he was part of that as well. And, uh, you know, again, he's he's got a lot of things. He wears many hats. Now, Shavo gives a promo too, Mike. Why did they both do this, do you think? They both gave promos before the match. The waste of a I don't know. The waste of time. Maybe to give them each a couple seconds on it. Well, Tava did would say something about Goldberg, so. <laughs> Triggered. Uh, James, yeah. who are the announcers today? I am glad you asked. It is uh, Larry Zabisco, the living legend, and Mike today. Very good. And hey, uh, the referee, well, yeah, I'll get to that later. All right. So Lash showing a lot of athleticism early. Head, head scissors to Lash, back body drop, chops to Lash, and then a snap mare. Sleep, and then it into a sleeper. Backbreaker to Chavo. Mike, what do you think when the announcers talk? So let, let's face it. They're not talking a lot about the match here. What do you think no. when they talk very little about the match during the match? Um, if they're not interested, or either are we. Bam. It really bothered I mean, me. Um, yeah. I think they should be more interested in what's going on in the ring. and I mean, it's okay to throw all this stuff out there, but they weren't into the match at all. No. Yeah. It was, they were talking about everything. Here or there, it's cool. They didn't give a fuck about that match. Uh, Brian just jumped in here for a second. And out. <laughs> he's out. He's out. No, that is something I put on my nose. Like, commentary doesn't talk about the match, really. They're just like, Main event, main event. And Larry Zabisco says this line. I wanted to make sure we got this in. Uh, talking about the main event of the following Nitro. And he's like, that's going to be Sid Vicious versus Last Call Hall. And if <laughs> yeah. we all know about Scott's uh, demons at that time, I was like, ah, boy, that's a that's a pretty big shot at the old. Uh, and Larry and Scott were really close, you know. 
that was like mentor student type thing. He's like, last call hall. I'm like, all right, <laughs> there we go. Roll up by Chavo, uh, lash out at two, clothesline to lash, foot to the face of lash. Chavo misses in the corner, cover by lash, out at two, then a clothesline by lash, Chavo out at two. Let me ask you a question, Devin. Is Chavo Guerrero underrated? I think he absolutely is. Uh, I think he's kind of overshadowed more than overrated because Eddie Guerrero being his uncle. Uh, everyone, if you talk about Guerrero, the first name that comes up is Eddie. It's not Chavo. So I think Chavo's definitely got the abilities to be a superstar and a Hall of Famer in multiple different companies. He's just overlooked. Yep. So, all right. So we have a sleeper to Chavo. And then we have an elbow from last to Chavo, drop kick to Lash, elbow to Lash. So, uh, I mean, James is pretty good wrestling, right? Or is it just filler? Uh, well, okay, that's a double-edged uh, question right there because it is pretty good wrestling, yes. But in the rundown of this Thunder, and especially the way they're just not talking about the match and blowharding the uh, main event of Nitro coming up, to them it's probably a filler match because, you know, Chavo's looking for Goldberg but he's in the ring with Lash. Lash is talking, but he's in the ring with Chavo. Like, so I kind of think it was just like a filler, I guess you could say, but it was good wrestling. Yeah. Very good wrestling. Uh, yeah. I, I tried really hard to watch the wrestling and not listen to them really, because they were put on a show. They were doing the moves. And I, I mean, listen, there's a story to be told in nitro, of course, and they're, they're building towards something else, but we are here for the wrestling, right? You can mention it once, like, hey, the main event, Nitro, this, 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 like that tournament thing. Just mention it. But then go back to the match. And you can you can do, like, before the match, talk about whatever's on Nitro. After the match, talk about whatever's on Nitro. But like Mike said, if you're not talking about the match, like, why should we care about this match? Exactly. You know? So we have a suplex by Lash, European uppercut by Lash LaRue. And again, like, this is some pretty competitive stuff. Um, ugly drop of Shavo though, and then I called it a Falcon Arrow. Would you call that a Falcon Arrow, like like by Seth Rollins that Lash used it to win this match into the one, two, three? I think it's a version of it. Yeah, that's fair. Did it's you like that? Finish your mic. Yeah, I do. I like it. I agree. I thought it was a nice finish to the match, Devin. Do you think this was like they were putting? Uh, this was a big break for Lash, wasn't it? I think it's definitely, uh, yeah, it's a big break. They're trying to push him here. Uh, I touched in the buildup that he was previously facing uh, Mr. Perfect on Nitro. So I just thought it would be kind of a good, like, uh, a good win. A good keep keep rising up the card, Lash. Uh, so that's all for the match. Like we said, it's a five-minute match. We, we liked it because he won. Won. Uh, and it was an athletic match. So that's it, guys. <laughs> well, hey, shout out to the referee, uh, Slick Johnson. Nice. Awesome name. And uh, we may be seeing more of him later on. Is that right? That's a teaser. Hey, Brian, how can I help you? Time for my run in here. <laughs> so uh, this episode of Thunder also had something that uh, I wanted to bring up to the kickout crew. Because it's something that is what we like to call a callback. To a hairstyle, uh, Gene Oakland does an interview with Berlin, who uh, many fans might know also as Alex Wright. And the hairstyle choice of Berlin has me questioning things. Um, if you're going <laughs> to shave the side of your head, wonder, kid. if you're going to shave the side of your head, like Berlin here, 
Why would you leave your sideburn? That's a very good point. <laughs> that's actually a really... I never even thought about that. I, um, that I thought about that. Point. I've thought about growing sideburns on my bald head before. Have you really, Brad? Oh, yeah? Yeah, but guess what? I didn't do it. Hey-oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I thought about it like... For this reason alone, just to make more of a character out of yourself. He's got the sideburns, the goatee. I'm in. I'm all in on Berlin. Well, Bring, and the they... wall, baby. Bring down the wall. Jeez. <laughs> and he probably was like, you're paying me how much? Okay, I'll do it. It's better, it's better than Gene Okerlund's haircut. Oh, come on. Now. Oh, come on. Gene Okerlund has take a shot at Mean Gene. Mean Gene has the exact opposite haircut of Berlin. When <laughs> <laughs> Berlin, Berlin has combined. hair, Mean Gene <laughs> does not. That is it's so the, true. It's the perfect fill-in. <laughs> but I saw that and immediately thought, my God, I have to bring this up to you guys. So I wanted to get you guys in on it. Get a good laugh House there, Wonder so. Kid. Hey, but at least he's trying you know, something new because Alex Wright, you know, everybody knew him because I guess he was like a big, big prodigy when he was younger. So now he's yep. older. Berlin. They can't oh, all be zingers, I guess, huh? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, all right, back to your regularly scheduled program, guys, here. So I have a feeling two things are going to happen from that segment. Brian's going to get over, and I'm going to get heat from the Mean Gene comment. <laughs> yeah. That was an unnecessary shot at, like, one of the best. Hey, listen, I have that hair. That is my hair. If I don't shave it, that is my hair. <laughs> I'm allowed. Goodbye. Right. Back to you, James. Oh, well. You know, sometimes, Brad... Like the way hair grows, you just gotta have a little patience. Uh, yeah, patience. You know what else uh, needs patience, Brad? And I'm glad. It's kind of funny that you put the spirit of patience on the set line, because according to you, you have to be in a company for ten fucking years to be their champion. Uh, this is a callback to a conversation me and Brad had about LA Knight. You know, I guess, I guess you can't just get your push and go. So, hey, shout out to AEW for crowning a champion in the first, like, couple months. And it was Jericho, who I don't think he was there 10 years until he became champion. And should AEW still not have a champion, I guess, according to Brad? Because you got to be at the company for, like, 10 fucking years before you can be a champion. Hey, hey, fuck whatever the crowd says. Welcome. That is not what yeah. I said. That is yeah, not yeah, what you, I said. You, I am going to have to jump in here on this. You what want I me was... to go to the conversation? So what said, I was, oh, so, well, they've been with oh, the company First off, there years. is no conversation here. It's a text. Sheldon Benjamin's been with the motherfucker for 30 years and sniffed anything. I wanted, know? listen to me, I wanted LA Knight to win that Money in the Bank championship. We're going to get into a little bit of that later because I have a, a segment for me later. Uh, but I, I, this is what I was trying to say, James. You were trying to say that guys like Roman Reigns and, and Seth Rollins, and I don't remember the third person, or 41, 37. Yeah, they're all up there. Well, I, I agree with you with Priest. Um, here's the thing. They came into WWE very, very late. And I think it's a disadvantage that they came in so late. I really do think it's a disadvantage that they came in between 36 and 40 years old, where Roman Reigns came in at 26, 27, same, or 25 with Seth Rollins. I just think it's a disadvantage to come into the WWE that late and expect a big push. That's all I was saying. And wasn't there a dude, a phenomenal one, yep. some would say? He's, an, he's definitely an exception. I, I hope I'm wrong because I like, I want LA Knight. Hey, listen, I'm going to get into that a little bit later. <laughs> I do know that there was a, uh, there was some adrenaline in my soul because I didn't <laughs> want him to win the gold. Boom. But uh, I think the story's better if he loses. But, you know, I'm not with the, the Brock and Cody part 78 that we get to get, but that's a different conversation. <laughs> 
Yeah, thanks, Devin. It was a joke. But, uh, yeah, so, patience. Yeah. yeah. I'm a man to die. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Shout out to Easy Illusion 1 and 2. <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, you know, sometimes in wrestling, you got to use your illusion. You know? <laughs> and if the payoff is good, well, <laughs> that's Paradise City. Boom. But, yeah, when you said uh, Spirit of Patience, like, when you said what you said, and I was like, oh, my segment Spirit of Patience, can't wait. Can't wait for the 10-year build. <laughs> But no, uh, but also another thing about the spirit of patience is, uh, you know, I haven't really done much with my life until I was like 31 and then I've fucking skyrocketed my life. It feels like at least I'm still paycheck to paycheck, you know, paying for friends and shit. But I feel like, you know, since I've been 31, like I've moved to Florida, been promoted a couple times, started the number one podcast in the, well, okay. Was uh did not start, but uh was instrumental in beginning the number one podcast in the nation in humor, wrestling, life, entertainment, you know, whatever. We're all over the Apple charts. You can look us up, you know. Someone say it's a Joe Rogan experience. But no, uh <laughs> just like patience is kind of a thing. And uh like uh, old Jomo, our our boy, uh Joe, you know, he's fucking like training to be a uh a manager and all this stuff. Adam, Definitely. back in the swing of things with reffing. Lindsay fucking sings national anthem, and now she's like, you know, getting her push and all that stuff. So sometimes patience is a virtue, and sometimes it pays off, but it pays off with you paying off, you know? So you can't just... I know that it's not like they waited around for these opportunities, but they took advantage of opportunities presented. And sometimes takes a little patience and i want to add just something onto that too even with myself james uh i didn't do everything right my whole life that is a fact i didn't buy my first house till i was in my 40s so that <laughs> that that isn't the, the easy road you know what i mean but i created a lot of my oh, own yeah. problems but i i did get there and then it, it is patience and Real. just keep just keep digging in man and that was a great day for me um it was a big a big big day for me really so i agree 100 percent we I don't got always this do right. tattoo when i was 19 didn't graduate college <laughs> you know like didn't really do shit in my 20s except, you know, fuck off all the time. Freaking Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Save with Conrad. But, uh, yeah, I would say, uh, you know, like, when it's your time, it's your time, I guess. And uh, sometimes it just needs a little patience. So if you're not where you are at or you're not where you want to be in life, you know, do what you need to do. Believe in yourself. And, you know, just uh, it's never too late, pretty much is what I'm getting at. It don't think that your life has already passed because you make it. So just a little patience. Sure that being said, here we go with the the Devin. So uh Devin, what you got for us? Uh, All by week? yourself. All so, by yourself. First off, I want to touch on your patience topic because I 100 percent agree with it. I have multiple friends from high school that are rushed into relationships and stuff immediately after immediately after graduating and they've been now on their second kid or like two kids or on their second wife and stuff True. just be patient well, i've been with erica for 10 years 10 years now yeah be shout patient. out because today will be our 10 year anniversary during this episode when this episode drops 
So I love you, baby. Congrats. My goodness. Sammy and Ty. It's Sammy and Ty. <laughs> what a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> All right. But moving on to my topic. I got a couple things for us. I want to know first. I'm not sure if I've asked this in the past. But what is your guys' all-time favorite video game that you played? Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. Secret Castle. Mm. At the same time, what'd you guys say? Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. I've played that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like this nostalgic, uh, nostalgic uh, uh, thing you did, Rob. Good job, Brad. It's <laughs> a Mylon Secret Castle, and I guarantee you, nobody listening knows what that is. And if you do, tweet us at Kickout Crew and at James Elcori if you know any, if anybody knows what Mylon Secret Castle is. What is that? Uh, Spyro first. Original I think my the, uh, Mario Kart, Super Nintendo. I know, I know, you asked for one. About to give you three. Uh, Super Mario World on Super Nintendo and Mario 3 on regular Nintendo. Those are like my three favorite games of all time. I, oh, you know, Mario 64 is good. I never had a 64, though, as a PlayStation guy. But those three, like, I can play those three games forever. And I still kind of do. I download emulators and just like, you know. I love Mario. Super Mario. Super Mario World Mario Kart. Is amazing. amazing. Mario Party. Game. What do you got, Mike? What's your favorite games? What about GoldenEye 007? Oh. For what system? Uh, Nintendo 64. You can't pick Odd Job or you're cheating. And um, a reference some people get. All the WWE games, WrestleMania 2000, No Mercy. All those were badass games back then, too. Graphics right. sucked, but they were pretty cool. <laughs> WCW had some good ones too. You know? Yeah, yeah. WCW versus NWO. All that shit was pretty cool. I've been on a kick lately of trying to learn about all the history of the games and stuff. Learn about WCW's old games. ECW's had a bunch of games. Fire Pro with New Japan Pro Oh, but lately, uh, I've been honestly enthralled with WWE 2K23. I still haven't got AW Fight Forever yet, but it looks great. So I'm excited to get that. I have a second topic for everyone today. Oh, hey, shout out to DuckTales. The the moon level, the song on the moon level, amazing. <laughs> amazing. DuckTales had a game. What? I dun, watched dun, the cartoon dun, growing dun, up. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> there was a moon level. Awesome song. I actually have it on a Spotify playlist. I like that song so much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. Didn't see Go that ahead, <laughs> uh, All right, so at this point, my wrestling topic of the week we are a month in to AEW Collision, starring on TNT every Saturday night. What's your guys' opinion so far? How you think of it? I mean, I like the show. I like the way I like the the, the feel of it. I think it's great wrestling on it. But I just don't understand. Listen, I know it wasn't Tony's idea. I know they came to them, so I can't get mad at Tony for making a third show. I just don't know why that show can't be Dynamite. I that's my only thing is why. Why have a third show? But it's good, and I'm and watching it. Roster, man, we got into this. Yeah, I guess uh, I agree that that's true. There is a lot of guys underutilized, but they're using a lot of the same people. So is that really true? Not a lot. I mean, how many of them wrestle who, those shows every week? Who's exclusive to to is are, all right? So are you saying that? The dynamite they can flip flop like one week they're on dynamite, one week they're on collision. No, I'm just saying like uh, the claim I mean, is who, who wrestles uh, both of them every week. 
Well, I'm not saying wrestle, saying though, at least up here. Who wrestles both every week? Or is yeah. he going to spread but they're it not, out? But he made it clear they're not exclusive. He made it clear yeah. on Busted Open. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, they didn't have a draft. No. <laughs> that means nothing, by the way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Tony Schiavone should not appear on Collision? We see him yes, every we can go to 15 top minutes. Weekend, dick. He's, not well, he's not announcing, though, Devin. He's just doing an interview, yeah. right? Yeah, but yeah, they have a lot of other announcing. people, like RJ City, Lexi Nair. They have well, they other had people them, that could add to They had them on Dynamite last yeah. week, or I guess it was eight days ago now. Eight days a week. That's what I guess that's <laughs> yeah, what I'm trying to Beatles. get at. I love the Beatles. I, kinda, right there. I feel like it's just another AEW. Like, it's all the same thing. Like, it, it doesn't feel any different to me. It feels different Other than the commentators. It, the commentator feels different. I think the the stage, uh, not the stage, the setup, the production looks different. And I think the matches are pretty hardcore. Uh, not high flying as much, right? I would say more like a, like uh, like two big slabs of meat in the middle of the ring, as they say sometimes. You know, you have Miro there. Here's um, one thing. I'll, uh, spoiler, I've only seen the very first one. I've every seen them all. Time, I've been busy doing shit. I've you know, seen them so. all. But um, there's always something like a Wardlow, that kind of match. I, 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 I like it. I don't think it's going to make it, but I liked it. So have you guys, James already kind of answered this. Mike and Brad, have you guys watched it live every single week? No, I never watch anything live. <laughs> I don't. I mean, I work till oh, six no. at night, 8, 830. I eat 830 at night, um, three to, uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I get home at 9, 930. It's just not possible. Um, sometimes I get SmackDown. Sometimes I don't. Saturday night's not going to happen live for me. It's just not going to happen. Man, I'm out. Okay, Mike. <laughs> Dynamite drop. He is out. No, he was saying about his internet connection. Look at oh, his present. He's I thought out. he was out of collision. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> anyway, uh, good topic though, Devin. I mean, it's fair. It's a fair question because I was very negative about it. Very negative about it. I was like Bischoff negative about it. Well, I, I, agree, I agree with most of what he says. That's sad. <laughs> I'm the same way though. Like I watched the very first one live because of CM Punk coming back, the debut episode. I felt like I need to watch it live. But like every other week, I, I recorded it and watched it when I had free time. So get us some counterfeit bucks. It's not getting it's not getting exceptional ratings. We know that. It's up nothing is on Saturday night, man. Especially when football season happens. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. True. But they do, um, but they have um pay-per-views on Saturday. They kind of and they were but it's, a, but it's an event, Mike. It's not every week. You know what I mean? Like you, they build okay. up to that. It's okay to watch a pay-per-view once every three months with AEW or, or every month with WWE, but to watch it every Saturday night, I'm not winning that fight. <laughs> I think they have a chance to utilize some of the roster that they don't utilize. And like, I, I like it. to see Abaddon. Uh, hello. You know, yeah, like 45 and 3. Did you read that? That she's only lost three matches? Yeah. She's <laughs> awesome, fuck? dude. I'm telling you. I've been a huge Abaddon supporter. Met her a couple I mean, times. Wait, awesome. I'll tell you what gets tricky. This Ring of Honor uh, pay stream. See, why not have it Ring of Honor collision and you would solve a lot of problems? Is it just for the... Are we really just about getting the Ring of Honor for the library? Because I can't imagine why anybody would get it for the weekly show. I, it doesn't make sense. I don't have the app. I don't have the app either. And I'm going to the Ring of Honor pay-per-view in a couple weeks. But Shout out. That, that like... But it's oh, crazy. how was the MLW pay per view last week? Well, it's it's actually uh, like tomorrow. Shut what? No, uh, you're so supposed actually, to celebrate Boom IA. It happened six days ago as uh, we 
as this airs. Well, I hope that would age as well. <laughs> That's all I'm so unfortunately, yes, you know, as you know, we record a week ahead of time, and I have not seen it yet. <laughs> and I but, can't but wait I, to have uh, Alex Payne back on the show, title match where he wins the belt. I might do something live from there. Boom, I is four. Meeting up with Dominic D'Angelo. Oh, I know this doesn't age well. Uh, well, he's going to be there, too. The people. Anyway, yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah, we're a week behind. <laughs> All right. But Shout, I just out thought... Anderson. Shout out, Arn. So I'm going to end my topics real quick. I just thought those two things were pretty fun to touch on. It's back to you, James. Fuck yeah. You know what, yeah, I'll guys? give you guys an update next week when, uh, <laughs> when you guys already all know. Thanks, Bryant. <laughs> I can't wait for he might have lost the championship by then. Happens in that match and it ends up being like a dusty finish or something. And I'm on camera being like, "Fuck yeah, Boomaye was!" And then it's like somebody interferes or something. (laughs) Uh, Brian, I don't know the email password. Well, hey, uh, speaking (laughs) of interferences, or Mike, I'm sorry, buddy. Speaking of interferences, are we ready for our second match? Well. Like we said, uh, we covered Last Roost, and now we're covering uh, Double J, Jeff Jarrett. Ain't he great? And I agree with Conrad. Like, he was the fast-forward button because I always made fun of him for being, like, trash in WWE, change the channel. Trash in WCW because, you know, he was the top guy when WCW was, you know, sinking. So, uh, but, yeah, after his podcast came out, I was like, I'll be damned. Double J is, like, he was so good, he was hated. Like, it's just weird to, you know, to be so good that people just didn't get it, I guess, at the time. But shout out to Conrad for uh, resurrecting it. And Jeff Jarrett's been on a hell of a run in the past, like, year and a half, two years. And he knows who I am because, you know, I pay him to be my friend. But uh, that being said, we're going to get right into this second match. And it is Jeff Jarrett versus Booker T. It took place. Oh, God. Hold on. It is a San Francisco 49er match. (laughs) And no, it's not the football team. It's the Gold Rush reference. Boy. But, hey, hey, Devin, the sun shines on the dog's ass every now and again, doesn't it? So enjoy your moment. Uh, Ah, James. First, we started a few months ago and had the Sammy Guevara entire episode about him. Now we have the San Francisco 49ers, match. They beat my Cowboys twice in the playoffs two years oh. in a row in the most embarrassing fashion on the last play. It's going to keep happening if y'all keep getting there. And I got How scared against this the Eagles? fucking shit in June or July. It's not even football season. Ugh. Shout out. So, Why would I pay these people to be my friends? God. A few minutes ago when James was talking about the buildup for this match, he touched on how not a lot of people have understood the Double J, Jeff Jarrett character throughout his career. (laughs) One person who always has understood Jeff Jarrett, though, is Vince Russo. Oh, lordy. Vince Russo was the head of creative during this time in WCW. So, since this was during the Vince Russo time, we must talk about when Vince Russo won the WCW championship. Can that I was on the Thunder. Fucking match. Can we talk about the match? I don't give a shit about Russo winning the belt. Well, I think we covered that match also. I'm sorry. Can we let Devin do the build? <sighs> I haven't even said where it took place, any of that, the date, the match league. <laughs> hey, go ahead. Box me out. Dribble me out. I know you guys <laughs> fucking love this. Go ahead. Fucking talk about Russo. Goddamn. Can't wait. 
ahead. So Vince Russo Jesus started this Nitro <laughs> by vacating the WCW championship and Herbert said, we're going to have leak in my bathroom. a tag team tournament, pretty much. We're going to put two big rivals against two big rivals. And let's see who wins it out. So Jeff Jarrett and Booker T faced off against Scott Steiner and I wrote down Mike Sanders, but I know it's Sting. So in that match, Jeff Jarrett smashes the guitar over the head of Sting and goes to pin him. The referee comes over one, two, three, and counts it. Even though Booker T and Scott Steiner were the legal men, but I digress. Vince Russo sends a letter to Tony Schiavone, and Tony Schiavone announces that the winners, Jeff Jarrett and Booker T, are going to be facing off in the first ever San Francisco 49ers match. Oh, and that took place at a WCW Nitro October 2nd, 2000 from the Cow Palace in San Francisco. It had an attendance of 2,666 and had a match length of 13 minutes and one second. But hey, that's how we got there, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, James, I'm excited. I oh, was just jumping the gun on hey, this man, one. You premature blow your load, so uh, enjoy marriage. You don't know anything about that. So, Jeff Jarrett <laughs> entrance. Okay. We see a big slap nut sign in the, in the crowd, which I love. Also, I know, Mike, you usually don't watch this, so we'll go ahead. I know you'll, you you watch when the match starts, so hang tight. But, James, we see Beetlejuice with a guitar in the segment in the back, kind of like a pre-tape or maybe from a previous show. Are you a, are you a big – so Beetlejuice was a, a, one of the whack pack on the Howard Stern show. James, are you a Howard Stern fan? Oh, dude, he had such a great whack pack. I mean, wasn't, like, Shuley part of that? Uh, <laughs> you know? mm. Shout out. But, uh, yeah, some <laughs> of my favorites. Yeah, so Booker T entrance. All right, Devin, let's get into this. Explain what, like, what is the concept of this match? Did you like it? Can you still use it today? Uh, yeah, the concept of this match is there's four different boxes hung above each turnbuckle. And throughout the match, you just have to go down, open a box. If the championship's in it, you win the championship. If a weapon's in it, you can use that weapon. So, Are there any I, other, is it, is it no disqualification? Yeah, uh, it's, it's not supposed to be, but uh, it's WCW. So All right, we'll get into all that. Okay? I think this match could 100% be used today, though. My I bet you do. Wearing that fucking shirt and hat, I bet. Hey, we should have a 49 match every week. Don't you think the possibilities are endless? Open one of those boxes and Darby Allen skateboards in it or something? That would be something. That would really be something. Not even born yet. Mike, I got Mike a question from the outhouse to the penthouse, huh? Yeah, Mike, let me ask you a question. How how does that chair fit into that um to that living room scheme? Is this match too gimmicky for you, Mike? Um shout out. No, actually yours. it's not. I kinda I kinda dig it. You enjoyed it? Yeah, I liked it. Good, perfect. James, who are the announcers? Well, I'm glad you asked, Brad. It is uh Scott Hudson, Mark Madden, and uh, your boy. My favorite, Tony Schiavone. Oh, and who is the ref? Well, call back to that last match. It's old Slick Johnson once again. How about the that? The best referee name of all time. So best shout out ever. Slick Johnson. He just slides through. He feels like he's really smooth with what he does. 
Uh, you know, he does uh, do the premature uh, finishes, but hey, you know, old Slick Johnson's there when you need it. So a box falls down already very early. Mike, is this a shoot or a work? I don't know. There ain't no damn talent with this one. <laughs> I mean, th this was like one of the first, I guess this was the first time they had that match. So they're going to have the um, first swing into the corner too. So, like but didn't, did they not do something like this in TNA? Uh, yeah, many years later. Or not, I guess not that many, right? Yeah. It was, I mean, it was after, but. Yeah. Are you not going to talk about Booker's theme song? So, talk about Booker's theme song, James. It's one of the best theme songs of all time. <laughs> Ice. Cold, cold. And then he gives his shirt to that uh, lady in the crowd. And then Jeff attacks him. And that lady's swinging the fucking shirt at Jeff. Oh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> and what did he say? Like, beat that old bag or something like that? <laughs> Mark Madden had a ton of lines here. If you've never heard Booker T or Harlem Heat's theme song, it's a fucking banger. That's your banger of the week, brought to you by uh, JVC Kaboom Box. So Jared opens a box, and it's a blow-up doll. What's Come in here. the box? So, Devin, if Erica wasn't available, are blow-up dolls <laughs> an option? <laughs> uh... I, I don't know. I've never asked, but uh, no. I did have a note on this, though. Mark Madden called this. He said that I didn't know Kimberly Page had an action figure. Yeah, <laughs> that was awesome. That was funny. Uh, very good stuff. So body slam to Jared. Very athletic match, even though it is what it is with the gimmicks. I was going to talk to Adam a little bit about that as a wrestling purist, but he ain't here, so we ain't asking. We like it. So... <laughs> Adam, even though this is giving, ah, never mind, Adam. So, a body slam to Jarrett. Booker opens a box. Picture of Scott Hall. He breaks Last it over. Call Hall. Yeah, Razor Ramon breaks Yo. it over Booker's. Breaks it over Jarrett's head. Mike, is there any pictures you want to break over my head? <laughs> uh, there's quite a few. I'm sure we can find. <laughs> uh, this is a lot of fun because we really have no idea what's in these boxes. <laughs> It's like a really like I'm really excited for what was next, you know, because it's it, so, seven. What's so, in the box? It's like for someone that hasn't watched this in 20 years, it's very random. <laughs> like it's very random. Maybe if you were watching the build up to this for real, you might see some stuff here. We're not seeing any of that. <laughs> okay, so this is like the most random shit ever seeing Razor Ramon, a picture of him. I wouldn't Love mind it. asking one of the participants on a Zoom that I pay for his friendship to be like, hey man. Talk me through this. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, right. As a entering performer, shout out Adam. But uh, you know, as an entering performer, uh, Mr. Jarrett, talk Absolutely. me through this four corners 49er <laughs> match. That is true. We could do that. We should do we should all do it. Yeah, <laughs> we should it's, all ask one different a, question. I'm telling you, the blow-up doll picture Scott Hall. We all I mean, you know, we're not gonna spoil the finish, but there's a lot that happens in this match. Booker T going for a third box. Jarrett breaks it up. Jarrett hits Booker with the box, then on the rails. Then another box. Jeff ha hits Booker on the has Booker on the announce table. So on the announce table, now we have a pile driver on the announce table to Jarrett. How dangerous is this move, James? Oh, about as dangerous as Shivani in that fucking jacket, pants, and blue jeans. Yeah, no shit. So what are we doing in WCW 2000 here? But, uh... I would say, well, because we remember, uh, who was it, Kurt, when uh, Triple H did the pedigree and the table collapsed and he fucking smashed his head and got a concussion. 
And then on this one, the table does not collapse. So I think every time you go to the table to do a move on it, like let's say a dude's laying on it and you jump on him, that's different. But to stand on the table and do a move, you're gambling every time. And I, I don't I don't think it's worth it, honestly, to me. Definitely not. So then we see Jeff Jarrett drinking a bottle of water. <laughs> Just such a random thing. He was thirsty. <laughs> yeah. That's... And even Mark Madden's like, he's got his own water. And I think that's the side Mark was sitting on, so it was probably his bottle of water. That... Just such funny shit, man. Yeah, Booker opens a third box. And what is it? Oh, it is the coal miner's glove. Oh, wait a sec. We did this before. Mike. <laughs> Is a coal miner's glove a WCW staple or what? Uh, definitely. <laughs> Didn't we cover this one time? We sure did. And, that it, was, and it was a loaded coal Mr. miner's Jake glove. Mr. Jake the Snake Roberts versus Sting Dang. in a coal miner's glove match. Find that in our archives in our first ever episode. And I'll tell you. That was, was our first, first episode? episode? That is not our first episode. Second I was about to say we need couple. Episode either, you, you guys will have to go back and watch Cody to figure out what episode it was on. It's at least three or later. <laughs> and that's all we want the you to watch fucking, anyway. <laughs> uh, the, the coal Because when I saw them grab the coal miner's glove, I was like, oh, God, we would talk about. Like, it comes full circle sometimes, you know, with us. And if you ask Jake the Snake, boy, that was a happy time in his career. Yeah, he not, loved that match. Not. <laughs> um, so, Devin. We have opened three out of the four boxes. Was there any chance that the title was going to be in the first three boxes? I mean, not if it's, like, planned out correctly. Even <laughs> in the one that fell. Because I was what? when that first box fell, I was like, man, it'd be so WCW 2000 if that fell. Bust open. <laughs> so true. Fell. How lackluster would it be to be the title in the first box? The game over. Match ends. Yeah, that's it. How, how do awesome. you uh, work <laughs> you know, the rest of that match? We wouldn't be covering it. And did y'all hear that motherfucker with the whistle all the time? Oh, yes. Uh, is Alfonso in the fucking crowd? Like, why is there a whistle going off all the time? Shout out to Alfonso, GCW's finest. Bill or, Alfonso, or ECW, Alfonso. one or the other. We should get him on the show. <laughs> so Jarrett with the glove now hits Booker with the glove, glove on. Mike, why does the glove hurt so much? It's loaded. With what? Um, Coles. <laughs> What's in the coal miner's glove that hurts so bad? I, mean, I need I to know. know. Any coal miners out there, please. Uh, anyway. I do have some. Hey, uh, I do have something on that. Uh, when he punches him, there's a dude that walks by with a sign in the background that says, uh, "I wish I was at Raw." <laughs> <laughs> and he colored in like the Raw logo, and he walks across that walkway. I wish I was at Raw. <laughs> I so we have Jared off the top with the box on Booker's head. Jared going for the last box. Box. <laughs> Booker breaks it up. Jared hits Booker with the glove again. Oh. Jeff Jarrett with the sleeper. And this is a smart move, Devin, considering what this match is, correct? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You knock out your opponent, get him laying down there asleep. Then you can go climb to the top and grab your last box. So let me ask you another question. You big fan of the Cow Palace? I've never been there, but I've always like seen shows throughout history. Yeah, I've always oh, been on San Francisco treat, right? Yeah, absolutely. Shout out Just right down the block oh, from oh, Candlestick oh, Park. Over here. Yeah, love it. All right, so now what are we doing? So Jared yeah, hits Booker with the glove again. Oh, no, I already <laughs> did that. Mike, why is the referee checking if Booker is awake? 
because he got put to sleep after he got hit with the loaded glove. So what are the rules? What if he's asleep? Now what? Is the game is the match over? He's just checking on him, making sure he's alive. Making sure he's alive. Is, does the box not get opened if he falls asleep? Yeah. <laughs> this is the stupidest I mean, thing ever. This is WCW 2000, like you said. We are, it we, is. Why are we waking up the opponent? If I wrote that in three it, separate parts of my notes. WCW in 2000. <laughs> there, there's no – if he falls asleep, Jeff just walks over and opens the box and wins the title. No, no, no. We have to check to make sure he's not asleep. Mm-hmm. I, I, I wanted more for you there, Mike. I wanted more. There's not much yeah, more there is. Yeah. I mean, he's checking the polls, maybe. I mean, you ever took somebody out? They could. Um, I mean, not, stop reading. Not lately. Not lately. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> belly to back from Jarrett. Again, ref counting. What the fuck? I wrote. <laughs> Booker catches Jeff off the top into a rock bottom. You're, uh, no, yeah. it's, uh, what Book do you call in. it? Booking. Book okay. Booker going for the box. Broken up. Axe kick in. Spinneroony kick to Jarrett. There it is. Uh, Spinneroony is a hey, fun Hey, shout move. out Slick Johnson over there. So how's Tony doing on the call, though, James? I mean, he's, uh, he's making chicken salad. I do like how one of them say when, uh, I think it's Jarrett climbing the rope. He's like, it's not on that corner. It's in the other corner. Talking about the box. <laughs> that is good. Oh. So out of the four, three boxes, uh, Devin, which one was your favorite weapon? Uh, I think it was the Scott Hall picture frame. I don't buy it. I know you're, you're eyeing up. You're it's right. You're right. Ball. It was a coal miner's glove. You got me. I uh, love that coal miner's glove. Nah, I know you and Eric are looking at a third, so the ball ball. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Shout out, Brian. <laughs> Let's not start this trend. <laughs> All right, so Booker going for the box, and not that kind of box. hey <laughs> Jared breaks it up. What is Jared doing under the ring, Mike? We don't know. It takes forever, doesn't it? It does. I don't... You think it would get pissed off. Three separate <laughs> times. Did they go to the spot too early, so they had to make sure they did it three fucking times? So this doesn't this doesn't do well on TV for those of you at home that don't know what we're saying. We're, go back and watch this, because Jared goes under there. He's trying to pull something out, and we're, we're talking like, Look, 30 seconds in wrestling time is like an hour. Yeah. And we're like, what is he doing? Can he just go get the damn box? Pulls it, goes back up, goes back down, pulls it, goes back up, goes back down, pulls it. And then, I mean, why keep going down there, Jeff? Obviously, something's down there. Fucking figure it out, bro. So, oh, obviously, yeah, what happened? Time. Okay. Beetlejuice emerges from the ring. Beetlejuice from the Howard Stern show. Ball shot to Jarrett. Boom. <laughs> Booker gets the box. The belt. Falls out. <laughs> Wait, can can we talk out. about the the nut shot? Because he yeah. goes up there and he goes up there. It's like he's trying to grab him or something. Well, he might be. You know, to each their own. Mike. He got him like three yeah. times. So the belt just falls out. <laughs> the guitar has come to life. It's a rock and roll Pinocchio. Booker T wins the title. How about this finish, Devin, huh? Yeah, it was flatter than a plate of piss. Honestly, flatter than a plate of piss. You never heard that? Yeah, no, no. Jr. thing, man. Come on, listen to listen to the friends you pay for. Shout out Grilling Jr. and ad free shows. That's true. He has his lines for sure. Hey, uh, a fuck finish on a title match. Yay or nay? Nay, nay. Big time nay. Especially the one. I mean, I know we haven't got to the end, but the one this the way this one goes. 
This is the third different title change in the past three weeks in WCW. <laughs> insanity. We have a champion now for three years. <laughs> three that's years. true. That's a good way to... Hey, that's actually a damn good point. We Roman Reigns didn't take a pin for like 1,200 days, been champion for three years, and here we are just fucking Beetlejuice coming out and doing shit, multiple nut shots, like... I mean, whatever, dude. So Scott WCW Steiner. 2000, baby. Well, I just, uh, man, I can't wait to finish this up. Scott Steiner out with the pipe. Brutal attack on Booker and Beetlejuice. 2000 WCW, James. <laughs> Steiner recliner on Beetlejuice. This is uh, one of my lines in my notes. Steiner recliner on Beetlejuice. Ladies and gentlemen, WCW in 2000. And then as they're going off air with Steiner having Beetlejuice in the recliner, Fans, we are out of time. And then Tony goes, look at Beetlejuice. Cut. You know, that's funny to say that. Because I'm looking at the time on my... No, I was Scott Stoddard, dude, yoked. Like, fucking yoked. And Beetlejuice, you know, I'm not going to say little person because that may offend, uh, you know, the boy howdy Twitter was active today. But, uh, yeah, he's giving a stutter and clatter. And it's like, you know, look at Beetlejuice. Cut. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Ah. So, so at the, at the next pay-per-view, it is Halloween Havoc. The leading up to a uh, sorry, just to put a bookend on I'm this. Not mad. Yeah. I'm oh, yeah, my eyes, it. bro. I'm not mad. All the graphic. championship. That's probably the worst Halloween Havoc Halloween Havoc graphic of all time. For the WCW Championship, a Halloween Havoc 2000. It is Booker T versus Scott Steiner. Booker T continues to hold on to the championship, but the finish is a disqualification when Scott Steiner hits Booker T with a lead pipe. Why is everything on a pole with Russo? Everything's on a fucking like pole, pole with Russo. Says it all, doesn't it? But another fun fact about this Nitro really quick. There's only 20, 25 Nitros left in Nitro history. That's less than one year. Oh, smart one. So I do have a lot of listener questions if you guys are ready. Ready. Yeah. You do have a shitload. Shout out to our listeners. We greatly appreciate the feedback. And y'all came in fucking droves, uh, you know, this week. So, Bobby K K five. Oh, geez, I can never Bobby say Duncan. It. Bobby K F five GTX AFS top guy. Yes, Bobby Duncan. Uh, do you guys? Do you guys think Lash could have been the world heavyweight champion? Mm. Uh, maybe a U.S. title. Yeah, well, I well but booked right. And once again, when he was breaking into WCW and getting the push, boy, coughing on roller skates time, you know, as Shivani would say. So as he was ascending, that company was descending, you know, big time. I believe the last we saw here, no, he could not be the world champion. If he would have been able to, like, jump over to WWF with the purchase – and uh, I feel like a bunch of, like, given Lash the right push, in five, six years after this character, he could have been world champion. Patience. Mike, yeah. I'm just trying to get everything set up. All right. So, <laughs> yeah, boy, that I, stage just really, uh, you know, give it to you right now. Huh? So, I think uh, anybody can be champion that, the, that, that they put the rocket behind, of course. No, you and don't. I do. Yeah. I didn't. I want him to be champion. Duh. I just think he's at a disadvantage for being 40 years old. However, I do think Lash could have been champion. He could talk. He had the look, and he had the athleticism. If you get, They have to put the rocket behind him, though. Yeah, it's booking. Booking yeah. has a lot to do with this. So he also, what about if he had a different character? 
I like this character. I, I didn't see anything wrong. I just not too gimmicky. It was a raging Cajun. What? You know? It's like the head of the table. Like it's nothing too much. It's not it's not like a, it's not like a dentist. You know, or, right. or, or, or oh, a porn star. won the AEW belt. Or a porn star. You know, it's 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 a yeah. solid it's a solid character. Um, also, he asked, "What if Jarrett and Booker were a tag team?" Um, Damn! Now we're talking. Yeah, I mean, two very athletic guys. Could have done it like Rudy, an MJ, MJF fucking, and Adam uh, Cole. Harlem, uh, kick, uh, whatever you call that. Shout yeah, out to the audio better. listeners right there. That was a nice pause. Yeah, right? <laughs> Thanks, Devin. You know, this question's for all of us, guys. <laughs> That'd have been good. Uh, is Devin muted for some yeah, Why are you muted? I don't know why. Ha. Huh. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. I was trying to talk, and I was like, I don't know. But, so, I think these two definitely could have been a tag team. They were earlier in the show. They were pretty great together, honestly. I watched that match as well. I feel like Jeff Jarrett and Booker T are two charismatic MFers. They could definitely tear it up together. Hey, Tyler, yep. can we get that banner off? There it is. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm with Tyler. Mike, you agree? Good tag team? Yeah, I think they're a good tag team. Maybe not tag team champions, but. So I'm a lady and a friend. Our good friend Allison Faye writes. And what other, What else does she write? Hair. Who has the better hair? hair? And, and she's talking about Lash and uh, and Shavo. And why is it Lash? I would oh, say no, Lash, Lash now has Lash good hair. Because she has longer hair. She likes longer hair, don't she? Lash's hair in the present day, you know, because we pay for his friendship. But Lash's present day hair, really awesome. I um, I think she dislikes hair that's... uh, She does not have a particular long or short, because she likes bald, too. So it gets a little confusing with her. Allison doesn't matter, long or short? Oh, shout well. out. Find out next week. <laughs> uh, Allison, that is 114.38 in. <laughs> Anyway, uh, <laughs> it's not like it. No, no I'm not going to make that joke because we, uh, yeah. I, um, I think the better hair is, uh, Jeff Jarrett. Whoa. He's not even in the option. Well, who says that? She just said, who has the better hair? You said it is not. You know, said I last mean, versus I, I, think I, I think I screwed up because <laughs> I didn't say anything. All I said was what we were covering. Well, I think Lash has got the coolest hair. He's got the long, curly red hair. You don't see it that often. I think it's cool. I got you. All right, Zol Lopez. Shout out, Zol. Since Jeff launched his uh, podcast, how much has it moved the needle for you on appreciating his contributions to the business? P.S. Ain't he great? Reciprocally. Yes, yeah. a lot. It went I, I, from, I, love him. I don't give a shit about this dude, because when Carl, I was like, oh, that's cool. He got Jeff. You know, awesome. And now I'm like, oh, my new My World's posted. Click. <laughs> you know, because like Conrad said, uh, people don't give him the respect he has or he deserves because he's been the son of a promoter, you know, grandson of a promoter. He's worked his way up, starting as like a you know skinny kid ref. He's been behind the scenes. He's owned a promotion. He's wrestled in the darkest of times. He's wrestled in the best of times. Now he's on a career resurgence. I mean, who has had a better wrestling life than Jeff Jarrett? Like it's nah. it's weird. Once Conrad started the podcast, I didn't really. Put it all together, but it's like, holy fuck, this dude has literally done it all. All <laughs> you know, loyalty. Um, too. Like he's loyal uh, to a yeah. fault. Like he for him to be there for us last week, uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago now, whatever it is. It's loyalty to Conrad, loyalty to us. 
we um I got nothing but good things to say about about uh, Jeff Jarrett. And I watch his stuff back fondly now. If I didn't at the time, but now I get it. Yeah. Yeah, Devin, did you say anything, or are you just like nodding with smiles? Yeah, you just, just uh, Erica. Does Erica want to make a run in? I mean, what are we doing here? <laughs> He's looking like she's there. Yeah, what? yeah, yeah. He has he's to like, ask permission. Can no, I continue she's not the, there. Can I continue the episode? But hey, he babe, looked like can he could have been. Episode, babe? All right, so we got another question here from uh, Amy Vaughn. Should Shout Lash, out. Should Lash initiate a comeback into wrestling? And if yes, where would you like him to see? Where would you like to see him? And and who? Against. That's a tough one, man. Yes, but I would uh, say contracted out. I don't. Why? Why? Uh, why commit to one when you can kind of do one-offs at a lot of them? Lash could step into the NWA right now and contest for the World Heavyweight Championship. And he could even fight on Collision, everybody's favorite show. Yeah. And maybe he could fucking step onto you know an MLW thing. Maybe I I think he could. Cardona style, you know, just like be do a match everywhere. I think he fits right in at Impact, um, going up against like a Brian Myers, you know, or yeah, or even a, even like just a guy like um, a guy like Moose. I, I can see it. So uh, Lash, I, I'm man. in. I don't give people what they want, bro. You if still he, got it. We saw if, it. If he would go, <laughs> get a WWE, if he would get a WWE run. I think I'd like to see him in NXT with those guys, mentoring those guys, but not, but, but I don't, I don't see it happening. Yeah. Um, I think he could do a bunch of one-offs, dude. I think he could do a bunch of one-offs, make a good fucking payday at each one. Not, yeah. not crazy paydays, but like accumulated together. It'd be a good payday. Yeah. Do a bunch of one-offs and then boom, right into the sunset. He could be a GCW. Cause Hey, I mean, here's the thing. Lash and Mike Jackson. draw. <laughs> yes, he can. Very good. Lash well would fit right in with the NWA. Oh. Trevor Murdoch and Mike Knox just love to drink beer and kick Got people's ass. Fritz. How long have you been waiting to say that, James? What? Oh, <laughs> oh that the is... biggest pun of all time, man. Oh, man. Because he can draw money, and he can definitely draw a caricature. All right, so this is someone I don't know. This is uh, from Jason Coleman. He Go wanted ahead. to know, he wanted to know, where'd you get that sick-ass Cabana Man Dan shirt? Well, Jason Coleman, I got it at... Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com. Search Cabana Van Dan. Well, we're Shout out to Cabana Van Dan. Merchandise sites, yeah. uh, on this so that's where I got it, Jason. If you're interested, let your friends know. And if you're interested in the Kickout Crew shirt, that's AngryLemonade.net. <laughs> slash collections slash Kickout Crew. So we got two questions here from Michael Gallagher. One, I don't understand why he asked, but, you know, shout out, Mike. Shout out, Gallagher. Great dude. Miss you at TG Dub. So... I love that Brian doesn't get it, by the way. <laughs> Continue, sir. Kayfabe's real. Continue. Uh, Michael Gallagher wants to know, what's your favorite version of Double J? Current. Last yeah. Outlaw. Absolutely. Well, okay, yeah, when he battled Effie and all that stuff, that was really good. That was really, really good. Well, it's not the one where he had the blinds, like the, the Phoenician blinds, you know, on his chest. Yeah. I, can't, I can't support that right now. <laughs> Great, that's a J E W J A W A. Hey, let's go to this Nashville Municipal. Yeah, so that is the greatest double J. Spend my days working hard on the go. Oh, it's great. So, uh, his second question is maybe I'm missing something here, guys. Maybe you can help me out. 
I personally like the Filthy Animals as a faction. What do you guys think? No. Just, just seemed random because none of nobody that we covered today is in it. Right? I mean, am I wrong about that? Was maybe Chavo. I don't think Chavo was in it. That's why I didn't understand the question. But maybe huh. he, maybe yeah. he's just talking about Chavo's relationship with some of those guys, like uh, Mysterio and stuff like that. They were on the Thunder earlier in the show. Mm. Fair. Okay. Well, I like the Filthy Animals for real. I like them better as heels, though. Yeah. Well, there we have it, folks. So we have Josh Goddard. He wants to know, where does Double J rank on everybody's list? Take into account everything Gator. you've done in the business. Huh? Oh, Gator. That's Gator. You know, Josh, yeah. Done in the, the business. Top five, top ten, top twenty. Who did you top five. have him? Double J, where do you rank them? I'm gonna say top, top ten. Yeah, I'm top ten. Are we talking well, uh, workers or what are we doing? With yeah, everything, everything. He's like, done it all. So not me. I'm down with the. I'm down with the rating very high. Yeah, how about heels as a, overall as a heel? An unlikable heel, not very a cool high. heel. Oh, you know? unlikable heel. We all just talked about changing the channel when he came on. So mm -hmm. you got to put him up there. Yeah, I, I put him up there with like a, like we were talking about before, like a Ginger Mahal, where we were like, what the hell? But yeah, he 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 he's doing his job. And we've said this so many times on this show. A thousand percent. <laughs> oh uh, wait, that, as as one person would say, a hundred percent. So another you question here. My world on Afri shows from Adam Jefferson. Adam uh, Jefferson, a part of the uh, Zip Code Bros. Shout out Adam. Also uh, Gallagher as well. Uh, he wanted to know, this is another Jeff Jarrett question, guys. Is Jeff Jarrett underrated or overlooked by fans? If so, why? Both. Yeah, absolutely. Now, why? Because yeah. they don't appreciate him. They didn't I appreciate think he him. Did it too, I think he did it too good, and it was his, uh, it was his fault. <laughs> like, you did it too good. Because, uh, yeah. you know, like I said, once the, the podcast started, I didn't realize he did it so good that we hated it too much. When in reality, if we would have paid attention... It probably would have been he probably would have made a million baby faces, but we just didn't give it the chance and we just changed the channel. But Jeff Jarrett probably could have made a lot of motherfuckers. He did. Everyone yeah. talks about the but one of the greatest women of all time, China, who won that's true the intercontinental championship. Nobody over else was doing jobs to her in '98, and Jeff had a program with her. Not not yeah, yet, not that time. Not there was nobody. multiple men that refused Jeff Jarrett. They they no Jeff, saw, Jeff saw the money, man. Promoter's uh, grandson and son. He saw the money in it. He's, he's I, talked about that. I talked about Jeff, that weekend two years ago. I talked about that with, with Jeff and and Jerry. Great. I'm Great telling stuff. you, dude, he was – if we could go back in time knowing what we know, Jeff would probably be one of the biggest heels of all time. Yeah. But the fact that we just didn't get it at the time, you know. Kids, man. Oh, man. Because he was, he was so damn good. And he can go. Obviously, he's got the talent. And then the character, it's insane that he's not on that, like, you know, up there on the heel level. Like, Flair was a great heel. Jeff Jarrett could be, you know, damn close to that. I'm not saying he's Flair, but I'm saying heel-wise, if we would have gave it the respect it deserved, he would have been way up there on the heel list. Hell, hell he beat up Flair with a goddamn uh, shoe, and we were all a hook, line, and sinker. Uh, so, Ben Jones wants to know, this is a toughie, guys, and there's a real toughie after this. For those watching WCW at the time, did you ever fantasy book with having Booker T join WWE around 99-2000, and how would that have looked if he came in then instead of early 2001? 
Shout out Ben. Walka, maybe better. I don't maybe better. I think it would have been better for him. Yeah, it would have been way better, but it'd have been on their terms. Instead of Just like, think about the uh that supermarket brawl thing. That's <laughs> down in history. If he wouldn't have shown up and injured Steve, and then you have the buff and booker like uh, you know, WCW match on Raw thing. I think if Booker would have got there. But here's the deal, though. Would Booker have been able to establish the credibility if he would have left early compared to be WCW champion a couple times? Then when he went there, he's kind of like, okay, they kind of sort of respect him compared to, oh, he's just got another guy coming over. Right. I think going immediately was the best thing for Booker. Okay. Immediately put on that level with the Rock. Stone Cold. Oh, but we're talking about Chris But what he would a year earlier if he would have come in. Yeah. Before they went under. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if they would have respected Booker. Yeah, I don't think he would. I don't think he would have been. That's a good. That's a damn good yeah. question. It is a good question. Uh, finally, this this comes to us from Randy Elkari. Oh boy. And how Randy had Double J stayed true to his roots and not got trapped in the WWE persona of a rockabilly. Could he have been the first one to pull off the Stone Cold gimmick? I'm not really 100% sure what he's going with there. I think absolutely not. But I don't, I don't know what he means by that. Well, though, he means I this. Say... I mean, he has a second sentence. Okay. I mean, has a, as, a, as a badass stomping into the ring and kicking ass kind of guy. I don't remember him ever being that. I don't either. Maybe Sorry, he Randy. was in the previous uh, stuff. I, I I want I wanted to like the question more, Randy. I think. <laughs> I well, here's the thing: like with uh, Stone Cold, you knew. Well, you didn't know, but you knew the backstory of like Bischoff fired him over a fax. He went to ECW, wasn't really used there, but he was injured. You know, he's just cutting promos. Goes to W or goes to WWE. He's the ringmaster. Right. And then, like, so I think I think the the build, like, patience, you know, I think the build and the fucking like the shit that you had to deal with, and then finally when Stone Cold was like, "Fuck y'all, I'm breaking," like, you know, it it made him. Right. The fact that he had to sit second fiddle for a long fucking time made him that hardcore edge dude. Like, boom. With Jeff, it seemed like he was. Kind of sort of promoted to certain aspects and just always pulled away and then pushed and then pulled away, pushed, pulled away. But Stone Cold, he knew he had the fucking talent and he never got the respect. So when he was in there, like, fuck y'all, I'm taking it. Like, there's a difference between, you know, that. Yeah, I think, uh, I think they say that, uh, a gimmick is just the best gimmicks are just a personality turned up a little bit. So I yeah. think that there really isn't another Stone Cold that, or another person that could have pulled off the Stone Cold gimmick other than Steve Austin himself. True. And I will go on a limb and say this. I don't think we'll ever find another Stone Cold or I don't think WWE or any promotion will reach the heights of connection with the fans that Stone Cold had. And I truly believe that because there's never been our blue-collar guy that beat up his boss that was always pushed down and he finally broke through. Like, I don't think you'll ever see that dynamic again. I really don't. Because it, the business is not situated that way. And they're never going to allow that type of... Because Stone Cold versus McMahon, 
was all of us. Like, he was one of us battling his boss. And I don't think that dynamic is ever going to – they've done authority bullshit before, and it's never really clicked. But I I don't think a character will resonate with fans as much as Stone Cold did with us. And I'll go to my grave knowing that that connection – because we all love Stone Cold. He was, he was our dude, like, fuck the corporation, fuck you, fuck the – like, everybody wants to stutter their boss, you know? And I don't think you'll ever get that. that I don't think you'll ever get that connection. And that's why he turned Vince McMahon from a millionaire to a billionaire. And I don't, I don't think you'll ever get that connection again and set those records, sellouts. But because when you hear that glass shatter, it gives you goosebumps. Like you know, I don't think we'll ever get that again. The way, the way it's structured now, you know. All right. Well, that's it for the listener questions, guys. Uh, back to you, James. Hell yeah. So, uh, well, uh, you know. Uh, was... <laughs> I forgot to take it off. What? The waka, waka, waka. No. Why, why would you edit it when we're already we're live, pal? No, I, I edited it this morning, though. <laughs> I found out he wasn't coming. I just forgot that one. Well, hey. Uh, you know, uh, we were going to go to Adam with waka, 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 but... He's doing big time. There it is. <laughs> I love it. He's doing big time shit right now. And, uh, you know, shout out to Adam, fully supportive of uh, our boy, your boy, on your show, which, you know, we've, uh, I, I talked about it, you know, earlier. We appreciate and support all of our friends doing better. I mean, hell, we're paying you to be our friends. So you might as well just like strive to the top, you know. But hey, look, we're, proud of Adam. we're in the He's same one of place. Our own. He's one of your own, and we're proud of each and every one of you for doing the same. If you're in a fucking cage, break that cage and fly. Mike, and, uh, you have the same decorator as we do? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be damned. <laughs> Are you on the same house? <laughs> yeah, same house, same spot. <laughs> this is freaking great. Yeah. Well, hey, Brian, what was better? All right. So this is what I, I, um, I was talking, uh, kind of mentioned earlier, and what you touched on with patience, James. So I wanted to yeah. know what works better. So let's face it. The fans sometimes will things into existence, and I think we've had examples of that that have happened and, and examples of that, have hap- that have not happened. So what I mean by that is we wanted it. We didn't get it. Rusev Day, we didn't get. Okay? But I'm not using that as an example uh, that, from what That's I'm doing. That's a but, very good uh, point. But we got it with Daniel Bryan. We got it with Kofi Kingston. Ah! We And you can hear about that in the archives. Now, the story's not over yet. But I think if this was 2013, 2014, we would have got it with Cody Rhodes. And we would have got it with, yeah. Yeah. Uh, L.A. Knight. And, I and, think and shout out to uh, Eddie Kingston because he kind of does that same type of like. And he is, I know he's an IWGP champion or whatever, but. Eddie's promos are reaching that level, not as mainstream or whatever, but you want to root for Eddie Kingston. You know, like, oh, we're definitely. getting there. And Damian Priest, the new mo- Mr. Money in the Bank. You oh, want to root for him. Ever. So what I'm saying is this. Uh, I judged think- that day. Daniel, Daniel Bryan's moment when he won the championship was a, was a moment, and the build to it was unbelievable. Same with Kofi Kingston. But the builds to this Cody Rhodes character and, and L.A. Knight was very good, too. Uh, self-made uh, L.A. Knight. Not so much Cody Rhodes, but the fans got behind it. But the WWE machine was behind it as well. So what was better? Was it better for us to get what we wanted um, with Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston? Or is it better for to keep us wanting more with L.A. Knight 
and with Cody Rhodes. Mm. Well, when you say get what we wanted, like you mentioned, those were long builds. Like Sting in the NWO, like a year and a half build. Not it's, not like they, uh, it's not like they started the Sting thing and then at like, you know, the March pay-per-view, they paid it off. No, they kept that building all the way to Starcade. So I do like the build aspect of it, and I get it. And to hotshot something is kind of, I guess, what you're referring to. It It is awesome. But where do you go from there? I understand like you that. You have to have a, okay, okay, cool. We did this. Now where do you go? Because like Hangman, Hangman had a good build with Omega. And then once he won, they had no idea what the fuck to do with him. So, and then everybody's like, oh, Hangman was a shitty champion. No, they booked him like ass. Like, that's not Hangman's fault. He didn't book himself. So I, I kind of agree with the, the long play. And the long play, when they finally win it, Woo! Like you're now we're selling tickets, you know. Yeah, I'm with James. Even though that uh, we had the we had the Daniel Bryan build that kind of felt like his quick, it really wasn't. He lost at SummerSlam. He had to fight his way back. He had to keep going. Where WrestleMania even, eight seconds? Yeah, even uh, thing. Triple even a, Kofi was you know, a little uh, bit of a build. Kofi was six months or less. Kofi's was Kofi's was I believe two months. Kofi because he's the chamber. Yes. Is at the chamber, but there was still one pay per view in between there where I remember him having to go up against the bar individually. It's just Kofi versus both the bar. And they booked, well, here's the thing they booked the new day. Oh, y'all want Kofi in? Then you have to win. Right. So that was a different, like, now it's a camaraderie thing. Like, yes. Well, also agree with James. Destiny, the new day, you know, Xavier and Big E, like, oh, if y'all want Kofi to win, then y'all got to win. Like, so that that's a, you cheer for that type of stuff. You know, it means more than just one dude going through his uh, trials and tribulations. No, he didn't really have control over a lot of it. Vince booked against him with his friends. But, you uh, because when Big E flipped over that announce table on uh, Eric Rowan and, you know, he got counted out, I lost my fucking shit. I knew it was going to be Kofi and Daniel at WrestleMania. But in that moment, when Kofi flips that table, or when Big E flips that table, goes in the ring, and they count to 10, you're losing it. Like, you're fucking losing it. You know, it was awesome. That was a great, great build because his friends got him that title. But then they title shot, to go. You know? Mike, what do you got to say? None. <laughs> I'm trying to get my computer sick, big stuff. All right. I, I'm going to say something <laughs> um, because I don't think it's all the same. Now, this Daniel Bryan, they were building – They he worked his way up for years – but it really was when he got with the uh, with Kane, and it was Team Hell No that all of a sudden he started getting over like crazy. And I remember that day when John Cena came out and was going to announce his uh, opponent for WrestleMania and or for SummerSlam, and then he announced Daniel Bryan, which he had no previous uh, build with at all. But Daniel Bryan was to the point where he was bigger than John Cena. I, I mean, as far as cheers go. Not merchandise. We're not talking about kids and merchandise. We're talking about cheers in the crowd and people going nuts. Um, and then with Kofi Kingston, it was almost by accident uh, because you know he went in for an injury and then just yeah, the crowd, Ali because Ali probably would have won that title. Let's be real. Ali was uh, supposed to you know do big shit at that elimination chamber and the crowd just got behind Kofi. So again, the crowd willed him into that. And now I I, I think with Cody Rhodes again and with uh, L.A. Knight. The, the, again, the, I just think you have lightning in a bottle. 
Um, I don't think it happens that often. Sammy, I, we're not even talking about Sammy. Y'all's blowhard, dude. He's another one. Another one. Excellent. Good, good, good point. Um, lightning in a bottle doesn't happen all the time. It's happened a little bit lately. But I don't think that was the case with Hangman. I don't think that was lightning in a bottle. I, I think it was a, he was good and he deserved a championship. But I wasn't I wasn't as invested in, in that as I... I don't know if the crowd was as invested in that as, as these other characters. I, I don't know. Yeah, cause his was uh like you didn't you didn't realize you wanted it until it was started happening, you know? So I just don't know if he, I don't know if missing these opportunities is always the best move because it's just yes, you may not have anything after that. I get it. But then you're never gonna you're never gonna have a second chance to have that moment. And I, I don't know if Cody's moment's gonna be there again like it was before. I don't think anybody I I don't think Sammy's ever gonna get that moment because uh, you're not going to be able to get well, and kind of the same thing with Cody. Yeah. Unless they build it right, it's not going to reach the peak of anticipation that they had. Because if they were to do it, it's not going to feel the same. Because they were on fire going into WrestleMania, and now depending on how you book it, I don't think it's going to mean as much compared to how how people were backing them leading into the last WrestleMania. So I don't anyway, think capture that again. I know we can we can spend a, a weekend on this, oh, yeah. <laughs> but I thought it was interesting because I, I just think they've taken a different approach, and I don't know if it's always the best way. But I just wanted to hear what you guys had to say. So thanks, guys. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of what the people are watching, I guess it's time to swing it on over to uh, Devin. So you know, oh, you thought Mister, I mean, you thought Brock Purdy was Mister Irrelevant. Boy, we have Mr. Irrelevant on this show. That was an unnecessary dig. I just wanted to make that joke. You're wearing the 49ers stuff, man. But no, Devin, I wasn't even talking to him before we even uh, started this. Oh, look at Devin. Wow, he has his own graphic, I guess. Well, big-time money-making Devin. Devin's demographic. What are the people watching? Take it away. So, for my Devin's demographic of the week, I want to start out again saying shout out to my beautiful future bride, Erica, because it is our 10-year anniversary. I want to give another shout out to one of my lifelong best friends, Ryan Besaw, because he recently asked me to be the best man in his wedding, and I think it's great. You guys have heard him in previous episodes sending questions at, at B's Knees. Uh, so those are two that I want to get off the topic really quick. So now my wrestling demographic of the week. NWA has just invaded Highland Park in Chicago. We're going to be seeing a bunch of title matches, a bunch of big matches throughout the next upcoming weeks on NWA Power. Some of them are Kenzie and Kylie Page facing the NWA Women's Tag Team Champions, Misa Kate and Maddie Rinkowski. We're going to be seeing Kerry Morton defend his light heavyweight championship against a few different opponents. We're going to be seeing Chris Masters, formerly known as or formerly known as Chris Masters, now Chris Adonis, going up against our boy, Thrill Billy Silas Mason. We're also seeing a big return for the NWA as Genocide returns to the women's division. I'm stoked oh. to be seeing this throughout the next couple weeks on Power. I think uh, everyone should be checking it out and staying tuned. Hey, shout out to Jared Fritz, NWA. Shout out, Jared Fritz. Um, shout out to this uh, graphic. Yeah. Thanks. Shout <laughs> out, Brian. Awesome. <laughs> wait a minute. Devin made that. Oh, now I get it. Okay, I thought Brian like did a little. Uh, Devin, no, are you Devin made it. Was, he, 
Hey, can you put this on my segment? Are you? I don't know who made this photo, but. Spooning, uh, is that Sammy and you? Oh, that's a me. Uh, that's a picture of me and Sammy from Sammy and Ty's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> it should be the other way around. I know. I know. There's an email floating around, but uh, I think it should be the other way around. Oh man. No, there's a picture of me and uh, Triple H shaking hands from when I got to meet him. Oh, there's a bunch of cool things on my new Devin's demographic graphic. Awesome. Thanks, thanks, Bryant. (laughs) We good on that? That That was my topic for this week. Stay tuned the next couple Tuesdays to be watching NWA Power on YouTube. Good plug. But hey, what better uh, thing to do while watching wrestling than to eat some food, right? So, uh, Mike, what you got for us this week? Two seconds. I I have a bacon-wrapped, smoked pizza roll. How about that? There it is on the screen. So you need some bacon. You need some pizza rolls. (laughs) You need some JR seasoning. And I'd like to put a slice of jalapeno on there. What you want to do is you season everything up, take jalapeno, put it on the pizza roll, and wrap it with bacon. And then you want to smoke it. Smoke it for on 250 for about 30 minutes. Then you flip it on the other side for about another 15 minutes. Take it off, and you tranche or whatever you want to do with it. Perfect good little damn recipe. So a quick question. For those at home that maybe don't have uh, JR's seasoning, is there a substitute they can use? Yeah, whatever seasoning you want. No, is it like an all-purpose seasoning? What is JR's? Yeah, all-purpose. That's what okay. that, that's what JR's is. All all-purpose seasoning. Okay, great. All right, sounds good. So, yeah, it's actually a good little thing. I'm a big jalapeno pepper fan, so that does sound pretty good. Nice spice in that. Mm-hmm. That truly was a Mike's meat minute. <laughs> hey, yeah. There you have it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> I am so pissed off about my computer not working. (laughs) If you have any recipes, send them to at Whitaker1028. Yeah, because I'm, um, y'all bitch about mine, so give me yours to bitch about. There it is. So is that, uh, is that it on that one? That's it. Right on. Well, I guess we're, uh, up until next week's, uh, topic. I know what it is, but, uh, who wants to, uh, I have it written down here, so if you want me to do go it. For it. Hey, go for it. So we are having a special guest on next week. It is Evan Polisher from Ad Free Show. The man yeah. for sure. Uh, does all the stuff that nobody else wants to do, maybe, and uh, puts together the all these all these things for us, Zooms and everything. Great guy also, really nice. So he's going to be on the show, and he picked two great matches. Um, he's going to talk about – we're going to talk about Survivor Series 1991, Hogan versus Taker. And we're also going to talk about, which I love this match so much, Foley winning the title from The Rock on uh, January 1999. Raw. Can't remember the exact date, damn it. Hey, hey, that uh, that episode should put butts in seats. <laughs> anyway, that's, uh, man, that's uh, fun fun for me for sure. And that's you one know of my that uh, Survivor Series match that he's talking about is where Hogan was like, oh, he, he injured my neck or whatever the fuck. Yeah, both of those matches had impacting, uh, you know, like, they impacted wrestling business moving forward. Because wasn't that one of Hogan's last matches at WWE? Not I mean, one, not of, really. But like, uh, I think, I think he, uh, the Yokozuna bullshit, you know. But yeah, that was '93, Yokozuna. Yeah, 
But ninety-one was he lost a he lost the title to an up and comer. Yeah, he sure dead did. man. You know, those By the way, are, those um, are both big. Those are both big title changes. <laughs> big yeah. title changes. Looking forward to that and talking to him. So we're gonna be talking more top guy stuff. Sorry, everybody. But man, uh, and I have and I paid I paid a lot of money for for uh, him to come on. It's spoiler. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the outline should say "Spirit of AFS" on my part because I have a uh, I have a lot of words for Mister uh, Evan Polisher. He's a big part of my life. Uh, he doesn't realize it after he shows his humongous in my life, you know, paying for friends and stuff. But uh, here's a spoiler. You may you may see James get a little teary-eyed on that uh, that episode. I'm getting a little teary-eyed talking about it now. But uh, it's uh, I'm, I can't wait to give that dude his flowers. You know what I'm saying? Because I think he deserves a lot. And he's helped me through a bunch of tough times. And I really... I love the fuck out of Evan Polisher and I cannot wait to, uh, you know, give him his due because he is, like Brad said, he's the guy behind the scenes, you know, at Afri shows and uh, can't fucking wait for that episode, man. I'm really, 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 really pumped for it. I'm not going to talk anymore because I will uh, fucking, you know, get a little emotional, but that's going to be a good one. I'm really excited. So before you go to the conclusion, James, I just want to say something. I'm on my back in that ring, right? After yeah. I got kicked, and I out of the corner of my eye, I see Evan jumping up and down like no other. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Evan is Evan is really awesome, and yeah. I can't wait to just give him respect for how much he's meant to me and how much uh, he probably means to a lot of people that he's never gonna hear from probably, and uh, he doesn't even know about. You know, so True. big big fan of Evan, and I yeah. uh, really can't wait for that one. And he's an awesome guy too. Yeah, like, he's, just a, he's just a dude. Great yeah? dude. A great, guy. great dude. He deserves he deserves a lot. And uh hopefully he leaves next week knowing how much he's affected all of us. You know, just a little and, and I'm gonna get, let you get to this because we're gonna finish up here. We're actually gonna do yeah. an ad free thing around nine o'clock. So we're hey, all yo. um Yeah, but, Mike. <laughs> but um <laughs> little things like I'll just make a like a que- I have a question for him. And I just put it in the Patreon. He answers me like Right away. Like, he's there for us. So, it's a, he's a good guy. So, anyway, go ahead, James. Let's do this, baby. So, we can yeah, get Yeah, man. Him. Well, uh, <laughs> so, if you have any in-ring stuff, that is our boy, Adam underscore from underscore Bama, because uh, he's doing some in-ring stuff, I think, right now. But, uh, and if you like to watch that, if, uh, you know, pay attention. And what are the people watching? That would be something that at DevinD19 can uh, assist you with. And what better way, if you're watching something, you might as well have some food, right? So that would be uh, Mike's Meat Minute at Whitaker1028. And hey, there are some things in life that don't go as planned, and sometimes it just grinds your gears a little bit, or you want to rant about a certain thing. Well, that'd be a ranting standing thing at uh, at Yes Man Brad. And uh, hey, I just try to bring a little bit of spirit to it all. I'm at James Delacorai. I don't like to talk about myself because it is your show, and I pride myself on being for the fans and for you because here's the thing. A lot of my friends are doing great shit right now, and I'm happier than a fucking, what is it, whatever. Making shit. Things are. A puppy with two Peters. Boom. But I'm really fucking excited, and I'm really happy, and it brings a fucking smile to my face to see my friends doing good shit. 
And you know why they're doing good shit? Because they never gave up on themselves. They kicked out at two. You have the power to kick out at two. And if you don't feel like you do, reach out. Because people know that you do have the power. Believe it in yourself, and it'll come to fruition. Because when life gets you down, baby, guess what we do? We just kick out at two. You know why? That's all we can do. Don't move mountains in a day, but boy, when life pins you down, throw that fucking shoulder and never give up. You have the power because it's your show. You run this. And that's what we do on your show. You know it. It's the Kickout Crew. I want to thank everybody for joining us. Can't wait for next week. Thought we had a phenomenal episode last week. Think this one's damn good, too. And you know why it's damn good? Kick out it, too, baby. Have a good fucking week. Conquer it. Kick out it, too. I love everybody, and uh, we'll see you next time. Peace.